the uh, mock scrapes is something I put up. Uh, oh, I started about a week and a half ago and hung them up, and uh, within just a couple days, started getting some young bucks coming in, and then about uh, I would say the real kick up started about three four days ago, and the uh, bucks started coming in. Does were visiting it mainly at night, but the last couple of days we got some uh, some good daylight activity. And then last night I had some real interesting thing. If you guys uh, have uh, looked at the uh, American Roots Facebook page, um, I had two foxes come in and also use the uh, mock street that I set up. One rolled around it. Camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand, walking in the early dawn to climb. Redbone, what would you say if I could tell you that you could kill a buck on a certain day? I would say you're crazy. There's no way to predict how the bucks are going to move. Well, you're wrong. There's a new camera out called Wise Eye Technologies. These guys can predict the actual deer movement exact time that a deer is going to come through. Really? Wise Eye Technology? This camera has five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera? On a camera. WiseEyeTechnologies.com. And how do I find out more information about these guys? You go to WiseEyeSmartCam.com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunting Wise Eye Technologies wise. presents Welcome to American Roots Outdoors. Alex Rutley's calling via phone from my cabin here in Berkshire, Missouri. In the studio is Redmond Mike Crace. And on his way to the studio is Wayne Locke. Wayne uh, stepped. Daughter, I guess, took the wrong bus somewhere. <laughs> well, it happens, you know, it, stuff like that happens. Tell us what's going on with Wayne. Oh, uh, well, his uh, foster child, new foster child that they have, got on the wrong bus after school and uh, uh, went to all the way to Mountain View when she should have been coming to Birch Street. So he had to go get her and take her home and then come down here to the studio. So, anyway, and stuff like that happens sometimes. Uh, it does, you know. Uh, Wayne's got a big heart, him and Renee. Yeah. Peak rut, everybody. Peak rut here in the Midwest. And the big bucks are locked down. Mm. And we're going to talk about that, Red Bone, uh, okay. on this show. Right. And we're going to talk. Uh, also, I've got with me Darren Williams, Mr. 235 from Kansas. He's coming to hunt with me. And uh, he's going to share some of his strategies of killing these big deer in the peak rut. So that's our topic, hunting peak rut whitetails, strategies and techniques. Yeah, and Alex, you, yeah I was going to say, you had hunters in over the weekend, too, that uh, had a pretty successful weekend, didn't they? Yeah, we did. We I had two hunters come in, friends, uh, Mr. David Moat, actually three friends, David Moat, who has uh, colon cancer. He's had it two times. Mm-hmm. He came, he is the ambassador for fellow Christians, uh, athletes of America. And Steve with Wildlife Research. Steve is Lambeth, is a general manager or manager of sales for Wildlife Research. And he brought his brother-in-law, the pastor, Pastor Rick Freeman. Pastor Rick Freeman hunted with me and I filmed it in a total of 18 hours of hunting, two days. In two hours, he killed a five-and-a-half-year-old eight-point. Wow, well, okay. boy, he was proud of it, too, wasn't he? Oh, man. I've hunted with a lot of people in my life, and I think he is the most appreciative 
of anybody I've ever hunted with. And I don't mean that bad to anybody else, but he just, you know, he teared up. He's wow. really, you know, man, I got teared up. That's fantastic. Well, it was a pretty good weekend, Alex, and, and we can kind of analyze the, these numbers if you want for a little bit here in the first segment. But uh, opening weekend, opening two days in Missouri, uh, hunters um, took right at 90,000 deer. I mean, that's, it was actually a little over 90,000 deer. Uh, around 53,000 of those were antlered bucks. 30,000, or around 30,000, were does. And 7,500 were button bucks. And, and I think the really cool part of that number, around 90,000 deer, a third of them being female deer, being does. And that's kind of what we need, Alex. We need to kind of thin the doe herd a little bit. Yeah, we need to get the, the buck-doe ratio balanced. And if I may uh, correct you respectfully, there was a new number given out. I believe it was 107,000 was killed. They they upgraded the number. Uh, actually, I heard about it uh, yesterday morning. Hmm. It was, I think one hundred seven thousand that was killed. Okay, well, I just looked at the website today. It said ninety three something. But anyway, uh, it is about three about three thousand yeah. less than a year ago. And yeah. uh, but we're still on track for somewhere between one hundred ninety and two hundred thousand deer. So that's things are going pretty good. And best I remember, Alex, last year we were all complaining about the weather. And this year, the weather has been pretty much fantastic, but yet we've killed fewer deer. So how does that work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, what's going on is, you know, uh, these, these bucks and does have been the breeding rituals have been going on longer than what people really figured. Yeah. And we had those spells which really triggered them and sped it up, in my opinion. Uh, and bucks have been breeding does for <laughs> Uh, for over a week here around my place. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's and right. That's that, why you're yeah, that really cold snap hard. we had back early or late October around Halloween. I think that really pushed things along. Yeah, yeah. Let's change gears here a little bit before we go into peak rut hunting techniques in the segment two. Let's talk about uh, local events, uh, football. The Chiefs. The Chiefs are seven and two. They're the leaders in their division. What do you guys say about that, Redbone? Well, they're leaders in the AFC, so, uh, you know, in the, in the entire, their half of the league. So, uh, yeah, and boy, big one coming up Monday night. Chiefs are at Arrowhead to take on the Philadelphia Eagles, the team that they beat in the Super Bowl uh, last year. So, uh, yes, Monday night is, I think Monday night is going to tell the tale whether or not the Chiefs are still the best team in the AFC or they're not the best team in the AFC because they're playing the best team, I think, in the NFC. If you remember the last show we did, I talked about the Eagles. I think the Eagles have got the best team in NFL, in my opinion, from what I've seen. And I'm a Chiefs fan. Mm -hmm. I just, all, you know, keeping up with them. I have on my phone, I downloaded the NFL Plus app. And right. it cost me saying, you know, I can watch every NFL game I want to watch on my cell phone. Yeah. And then we're going <laughs> to. I only got two earbuds. You get one, I get one. So. <laughs> hey, and you know, Alex. Now, here's the thing about the NFL. Uh, this year, there's a lot of parity in the league uh, because uh, one week, the Baltimore Ravens look like the best team in football. The next week, the San Francisco 49ers. And for the first five games, 49ers looked like they were far and away the best team in the NFL. Then they lost three in a row. So, I mean, yeah. every, every week, somebody else comes to the forefront. And some of that has to do with the level of competition that they're playing. 
And, uh, you know, that's where I'll throw the Dallas Cowboys in there. I'm still not convinced the Cowboys are as good as they look sometimes because they've only played two teams this year with winning records, and they've lost both those games. Uh, but not getting too far into that, but my point being is a lot of parity in the NFL because every week it seems like we got a new team that looks like the best team in the league. Yeah, I'm impressed with Denver. Yeah, Denver has impressed me. I hope they come back. They're a strong team. I think they're 4-5 and five right now, but they beat the Bills the other night by one field goal. Yeah. Uh, high school football. I'm cheering for those Ava Bears yeah. in our district, and uh, they play again, I guess, Saturday. Uh, Saturday or, or Friday night. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, they won the district championship, moving on to the uh, state quarterfinals. So, yeah, good luck to the Ava Bears, represent the SCA. Uh, of course, their Bobcats got beat last week over Portageville. Very fine Portageville team. Yeah, and Fairgrove beat Liberty. They beat us like a drum. Yeah, yep. yeah a couple weeks ago. Back. Yeah. In the running back, they could not stop him. And I want to cheer on all the other teams in southeast Missouri and northern Arkansas that's still in the playoffs. We uh, appreciate you listening, and we support you all. And yeah. uh, for deer hunting, we ask that y'all be safe and, and please send your pictures in to us of the bucks and deer you're killing with your stories and, and feel free to post them on the American Roots Outdoors page. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about peak running tactics and techniques. And joining me is Darren Williams, Mr. 235 from Kansas. <laughs> they killed the bow kill last year. It was. was. It got replaced already. It got replaced already. Who beat you? A guy from Nemaha County. He killed a 253. Oh, my. 253. Woo! Number two. All right. We'll talk about that when we come back from this break. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more American Roots Outdoors right after this. Hey, everybody. This is Michael Waddy with Bone Collector, and you're listening to my buddy Alex Rutledge on American Roots Outdoors, man. Don't miss an episode. Hunting off the farm. Wishing on some love I've been on a big board For a while I could load him in the back of my truck We can take it to a holler Hey, Redbone, did you hear about that new deer feed? What new deer feed? Hey, Buck Grits, boys. You ain't heard of that yet? Buck Grits. BuckGrits.com. Well, tell us about it. What makes it better than any other deer feed? Well, Buck Grits has got the protein a deer needs. It's got the fat a deer needs. It's got the amino acids. It's got the energy. It's got it all, brother. It's going to bring them back after the rut, and it's going to put a rack on their head. And it's going to help the lactating doe, I assume, too, after they have the fawns. That's right. Keep the fawns going and get them for the next crop. Well, where can I get Buck Grits? buckgrits.com you can get a sample you can order it directly from the website and we're coming to a retailer near you if you want to help a deer herd use buck grits across the creek up a big old hill year after year got my hunting gear the ammunition presents welcome back to american roots outdoors again our topic is peak rut hunting techniques and tactics. Joining me is Darren Williams. Darren, you killed a two thirty-five last year with your bow in Kansas. You're a farmer. We talked with you a couple weeks ago on the show. Uh, what is your favorite time to hunt? Pre-rut, peak rut, post-rut. What's your favorite time to hunt whitetail? Whenever I can go. <laughs> Whenever you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. I like the rut. The rut. I uh, I hunt with a lot of <clears throat> food plots uh, on our operation. 
we don't have near the timber, near the hardwoods that you guys have here in this part of the world. But uh, this time of year, uh, when they get off that lockdown phase, man, they are, it's pretty hot and the cruising and the, you know, the chasing, it's, it's pretty more tough dope. to beat. Oh, yeah. More dope. Oh, yeah. It's tough to beat, but... Uh, that's your favorite time. That's my favorite time. Okay, what do you focus on? You know, you kill on a 235. What do you focus on during the lockdown? What What do you do? You go back to your camera pictures, knowing where that buck is at. What do you do? Tell me your study. Well, last year it was a little easier because that's at the drought, so water was the key throughout the whole year. Um, but, you know, relying on that tactic cam, uh, the camera. Yeah, a competitor of Wise tactic cam. i got to get him into Wise Eye, man. Go ahead. But anyway, yeah, I mean, those uh, those cameras were a game changer for us. Um, food is always critical. Once those crops start coming out, the beans, the corn, they get harvested, and then deer are looking for you know, food plots and whatnot. And so once that chasing goes on, they're using a lot more. They need food. And uh, I focus pretty heavily on the food plots that I have tucked away in the timber. So you, you set your cameras on the food plots, and they tell you where the deer are coming and going. You know what deer is coming and going there. So food is what you focus yeah. on. So if you have food, then you got does. Yeah. And you leave your does alone, or do you kill your does early? What do you do? Um, a little of both. I've got some new-season uh, younger hunters that will hunt with me in September, and I'll allow them to take a few does. That's um, early enough that the deer can calm back enough, down. But I don't like messing things up during the rut with doe killing. So I uh, we usually get our bucks taken, but I have a rule anybody that comes and hunts with me has to take at least one doe. But all of us residents that hunt there, we've got five doe tags, and we we do our dance later in the year, so to speak, on the does. But it's critical to, to control that uh, population, the balance, that the balance. balance of that. Yeah. So why is it important to keep the balance? Explain to our listeners. A lot of people may know, but some people may not. Explain to them why it's crucial keep a good balance and what is a good balance i'm not 100 percent sure what the what the actual balance is i think it's two does to one that's balance. what i was going to say is two to one but i can give you a, a crystal clear example last year uh a young man that hunts with me his name's river uh went in on this uh big uh freaky looking 13 pointer and we he was good and healthy two weeks before on the camera and we came in that day and we found him he was alive but he brush ticket and he was shrunk up and he was just run down and the only thing we could come up with is that he just wore himself to death rutting so hard because there was so many does to cover in that area and I think uh, your overall health of your bucks going into later season with a hard winter if the Dota uh, buck ratio is where it needs to be you're going to have a healthier buck going into the next season he has a better chance to survive that winter but last year uh, on some of these farms where we had a heavy doe population, I actually witnessed finding a couple of deer that died that were bucks. That and was they, wore down they from were rutting. Down from rutting. And they didn't have any scar marks or no bullet holes. No bullet holes. They weren't hit by cars. That's the first time in my hunting career that I found a couple, you know, what I would consider just any rib cage type deer. And this one particular one that the hunter got looked just fine two weeks earlier. And but but that he got it after I killed Megatron. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, I, you know, we put a premium on our Dota. Yeah. Redbone. Yeah, I would I would agree with all of that. And uh, uh, you know, and Alex, one of the things as warm as it's been this year, and y'all kind of 
focused on that just a little bit there in the statement. Uh, three different hunters that I talked to that were successful on Saturday said they intercepted their deer, every one of them, uh, going to water. I mean, that was the first thing those deer were, were headed to water when they broke into the open. Yeah. Water is crucial right now here in the yeah. Ozarks, you know. Here in Shannon County, uh, there's no acres. We had post oaks already and very few white oaks. And I was talking to a hunter today. I'm not going to mention his name. And he said, I've hunted since opening day, and I ain't seen a buck yet. I've been hunting the timber. He goes, I don't think them deer's in the timber. <laughs> they haven't been in the timber if you don't have acres. You got to find what they're going to browse on, and if you've got food plots, you're going to be in the money. That's the secret right now. That's why it's crucial to plant food plots. And you got food plots, uh, you're going to have deer. You agree, Darren? I agree. Yeah. We've uh, we do a lot of triticale and peas, um, rye, wheat, and some of some of our cool season food plots. And having that green growing this time of year, about six eight inches tall. I mean, it's a it's a killing food pot, but not only that, it gives those deer the energy uh, through a hard winter to have something to graze on, and that's that food source is going to be there throughout the winter and then going into springtime, and uh, in it helps them during the stress time. Because, that's it's what just I'm like buck you know, cloth feed buck year round, and you can see these deer. You've seen some of the pictures I've been sending you. How healthy these does and these bucks are. They're really fat. The eight point that. Uh, Brother uh, Rick Freeman killed the, the fat was inch thick, oh, yeah. inch and a half. Yeah. yeah, so it's crucial to have a great food source to help keep your deer healthy. Whether it's food plots like Eagle Seed food plots or feeding buck grass, where it's legal in your state. Redbone. Yeah, and with that, we need to take break. We're back with more American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and his friends in just a moment. This is Brenda Valentine, and you're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. And my old pair of hunting boots passed on down, planted deep in the ground around your heart, so you never gotta worry. Hey guys, it's food plot planting time here in the Ozarks and all across the country. What are you planting this year, Wayne? I'm going to put some smorgasbord in with a whole lot of clover. You're wait, put wait, some wait, extra wait. clover in it. What? Smorgasbord? What is smorgasbord? Man, it is a variety of annuals and perennials that will get you through fall time, winter time, and all the way into spring. It's awesome. You want to plant healthier food plots to track all kinds of game? Go to www.eagleseed.com. It's a smorgasbord. You know, we all get tired of certain things. The smorgasbord has everything. Your deer will love it. Eagleseed.com. American Soil Pro Outdoors presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors again. I'm calling via phone from my lodge here in Birch Tree, Missouri, Southern Missouri. My guest is Darren Williams, Mr. 235 Megatron Buck Killer. He's a farmer from Kansas, and he's an avid whitetail hunter. He come to hunt with me in Missouri to shoot his First Southern Missouri yeah. buck. Yeah, first, first Southern Missouri. In, Southern Missouri. Yeah. And in the studio, Redbone Mike Cray on the mics and control boards. And Redbone, uh, Wayne made it. Wayne, 
I'm glad you got your daughter picked up. Yeah, she uh, got on the wrong bus. So uh, she was yapping with a friend and wasn't paying attention. And, you know, that's what 11-year-olds do. So that's, right. that's why they're still in school. It happens sometimes. <laughs> All right, so, Alec, you, you kind of touched on something I wanted to ask uh, Darren as we head into this segment. And, and we know we're talking strategies. But, uh, Darren, I was going to ask, is this your first time to hunt southern Missouri and, and to hunt the type of terrain that we have in this part of the country? Yes, it is. Absolutely. I'm get driving in here tonight. I can tell I ain't Kansas anymore. <laughs> you think of um, southern Missouri with these rolling hills and big wood lots. It's beautiful. It's impressive. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all unfolds there. You see why it could be tougher Absolutely. to kill deer here than in Kansas and in Iowa and Oklahoma and, and other yeah. states, Illinois. Uh, it's harder to pattern them unless you've got good food sources. And that's what we have uh, on my property, the Eagle Seed Smorgasbord Food Plots. Wayne, I know you're chomping at the bit, asking questions. You missed out on some things uh, in the, the first two segments of the show. But uh, we, we're talking about technique. And what he mentioned, Wayne, was that he focused on water to kill Megatron, the 235. And, you know, we don't have much, uh, had much rain. So pause could be a focus and food source right now. Yeah, I actually was able uh, to uh, put my headphones on right at the end of that conversation there where you guys were talking about the water, and, and you mentioned it's 235, which I don't want to cut his deer short, but I I believe it was like 236 and change. It was 236 and 5 eighths. Oh, 236 and 5 eighths. That extra inch makes a difference. But, no, I agree 100%. I mean, Alex, you know, some of the pictures I've been sending you of the deer that have been coming through the cameras the last few days are all on only on the plots where I have watering holes. My two plots that I don't have watering holes, there's hardly any pictures coming across. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Wayne, I'm going to ask you and Darren, too, and Ribbon. Uh, is there things that you can do to make deer come to your spot? Say, if you don't have a food plant, once you think about this, and know what Wayne's doing, our life resources, drippers, yeah, monsters. Yeah, I, the uh, mock scrapes is something I put up. Uh, Oh, I started about a week and a half ago and hung them up, and uh, within just a couple of days, started getting some young bucks coming in, and then about, uh, I would say, the real kick-up started about three, four days ago, and the uh, bucks started coming in. It's, does were visiting it, mainly at night, but the last couple of days, we got some uh, some good daylight activity, and then last night, I had some real interesting thing. If you guys uh, have uh, looked at the uh, American Roots Facebook page, um, I had two foxes come in. And also use the uh, mock scrape that I set up. One rolled around in it and then urinated in it. And then his little buddy came right through and did the same thing. Um, so that no, was kind of neat. I was going to say, Wayne is an expert at making mock fox scrapes. Yes, I'm an expert <laughs> at that. <laughs> but that was interesting. Have you seen that before, Alex? I've never seen a fox rolling like that. I've never. But I've seen coyotes get ca- captured coyotes in front of my wife's eyes. Sure, yeah. Urinate. Mm-hmm. Never seen him rolling it. That 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 fox kind of like dipped his right shoulder and rolled his back and got back on his feet. That was pretty cool. That's pretty rare. Yeah, I, I thought so too. I thought it was so, uh, Alex. So uh, I mean, when you you know one one of the things I think that Darren's gonna gonna learn hunting in Missouri is and I'm sure in, in you know the flatlands like in Kansas, it's it's somewhat easier to hunt the wind. 
and you get in the hills and the hollers of Missouri, it's hard to hunt the wind because on one hill it's blowing one way, you go around the corner of the next hill, it's blowing the other way. That's why we're going to wash all of Darren's clothes and wildlife research uh, products, yeah. and uh, we're going to get super clean. We're going to get him smelling uh, scent-free, so to say, and uh, we're also going to be using ozonics. Ozonics is a killer tool for keeping deer from winding you, and every stand site we're going to go into while he's here with me to hunt, we're going to go with the wind in our face, mm-hmm. and oh, tactic. We're going to resort to all the data cam, wise-eye data cam photos I have of different bucks, which I don't have uh, many bucks. It's daylight. Most of the bucks are at night still. And uh, what bucks I do have daylight, and they're a year and a half, two and a half old bucks, maybe a three and a half once in a while, but we're not going to shoot them. We're going to shoot mature bucks. And uh, it's everybody's right to shoot what they really want. But here, what we try to do is shoot mature bucks. That's why we have more bucks. I do have to say this. I was sitting <laughs> two evenings ago and watched a, a guy sitting in the field in his truck. And uh, it's legal, I guess, to sit in his truck. And uh, I watched him watch some does walking towards Wayne's blind. Nine of them left my property, my neighbor's property. And he drives down and he shoots one of them right out of the truck, went in front of Wayne's blind. Oh, boy. And he literally means right in front of my blind. <laughs> wow. But it was but it was on his property, so. His property, but still, you know, that's probably a, a situation, I think, pretty bold, you know. You, you got to respect each other, you know. But right. I, I respect, you know, if he can't walk and get around, hey, more power to him. You know, kill you a deer, you know. That's all good. But uh, I didn't say that to be mean. I just said, you're, you're liable to see anything. And if a guy can shoot from the vehicle and he's got emphysema or breathing problems, he served in our military, I support him. And uh, let him kill a deer, you know? Absolutely. absolutely. Don't shoot towards anybody's houses or anybody. Alright, Alex, we need to uh, take a break. All right, we'll be back with more American Roots Outdoors Radio in just a moment. Hey, y'all, it's Tyler Farr, and you're hanging with me and my good buddy, Alex Rutledge, on American Roots Outdoors. Accurate, deadly, dependable, Hornady ammunition. From a two-man operation in 1949 to a world-leading innovator of bullet, ammunition, reloading tool, and accessories design and manufacturer today. Hornady, each piece is hand-inspected to ensure consistency and quality. Ammunition engineered to perform flawlessly, simply put, the best. Hornady Ammunition. Find Hornady Ammunition at a retailer near you and at Hornady.com. How many of you are tired of your batteries running out of energy, out of power? Let me tell you about Amped Outdoors. I've changed using the batteries I have had in the past. Amped Outdoors, I have the new 80 amp, 24 volt, single battery, weighs 46 pounds. This thing has produced energy all day long. 
tested for two days, total use 11 hours. Cannot tell the batteries have even lost any energy. Go to Amped Outdoors if you want to be successful and not run out of power. They ain't down. We'll be waiting when they hit the ground. Big time coming, it's what we do. From a whippoorwill to a old house. Bug Grits presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors. If you want a healthy deer, feed buck grits year-round like I do. And I'm telling you, it'll help your does. We're seeing does that's having triplets now and twins very often. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing young bucks with a lot of mass and water spread from feeding it. I've been feeding it over three years now. So check out your the website at www.buckgrits.com. If you want to carry see buck grits carried in your area, ask your dealer to carry it. Uh, it's a great product. 16% protein, 12 to 14% fat, amino acids, helps the digestive system. It's a great product. Now, moving on here, Mr. 235 236, Megatron, crack me, Wayne. <laughs> and seven eighths. Making mock scrapes to lure deer to your location if you don't have food plots. My advice, and uh, Wayne, Redbone, Darren, uh, if you do not have fields on your property, get as close as possible uh, to people that does have fields, but do not get on their property. Don't re- don't disrespect them. Don't hunt their fence rows. You know, uh, don't dis don't disrespect them. But that's where the deer seem to be, you know, in fields and food plots, and uh, in stations you can feed. They'll be over eating bug grits or any kind of deer feed or corn or whatever. But uh, we ask everybody to abide the law. Uh, even though we use buck rich, we do not hunt over it. We have a sanctuary. We don't have 400 yards of it where we feed in, at my place. And uh, you can't hunt over feed in Missouri. It's illegal. Wayne? Yeah, and, and even take that one step further. If you're uh, like I am in Oregon County in a CWD zone, CWD zone you can't even use uh, anything oh. that is considered a bait. Uh, I was going to get some Khmer deer, but I love to use Khmer deer. Great mm-hmm. product. And uh, Alex, yeah. you know I hunt a very small area, so I got to have something to try to attract some does onto my five acres. And uh, I got it. And I thought, I better check the regulations again, make sure I'm okay with this. And sure enough, now it, now it's not, you cannot, you know, you, you, you cannot use anything that has grain in it. So, it is yeah. considered a bait, so you cannot use Khmer deer or products like that. Now you can use your mineral block. I was just going to ask you about this. So they trophy have, rock is but, fine. And but if it's something that has grain, and they make some of those trophy or those uh, mineral blocks, the blocks that right. have grain in That's them, right. those are illegal. Hmm. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. So and we well, probably I'm, should have brought that up last week, but I was all ready to get my Khmer deer out and put it out because, but then I got to look in. No, it's it's considered a bait. And I went to the I went to the Google and I said, can you use Khmer deer in Missouri? And it says. Khmer deer is considered a bait, and no baiting of deer allowed in Missouri. Wow. My, my Khmer deer is not a sponsor. We're going to have to get you some bug grits. You don't need to mention <laughs> Khmer deer. Different products. Yeah, because you're, you're talking the mineral pour, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, the pour on stuff. So anyway, uh, no feeding in the state of Missouri. No, no baiting. Kind of food yeah, no baiting in the state of Missouri. Yeah. 
again, focus on your dough. Find your dough. Now, I am going to say this. I got friends in Ripley County uh, on the current river there said Asians are everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Crazy. Oh, y'all come to my house? You can't hardly walk down the hill without rolling. Well, you... It, Red, yeah, oak, you're, red, you're oak, not, red oaks are loaded. Hmm. So you got acorns. You can hunt there. And some parts of northern Arkansas has got acorns. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you find the doe acorns, you're going to find your bucks. Don't bother your does. Watch the does. Watch for dark tarsals. Uh, look for fresh sign. Uh, right now, peak rut. Scrapes are not the place to be, really. Find your does. You find your does, you're going to find your bucks, I promise you. Yep. That's my strategy. Darren, you want to add live to that? I can't really add much to it. I mean, you have for me, the peak of the cut, it doesn't get any better. Yeah. That technique, that technique and strategy. And and calling wants too. Right now, you can challenge bucks with the snort sniff weeds, and the snort sniff weeds sound like this. You can growl at them with a grunt call and they go like <laughs> So those are calling techniques that you use to challenge the secret is once you call to a deer, don't keep calling to the foot. Make him look for you. Once you make that contact and he looks that way, shut up, freeze. This statue. Make him look. As soon as he goes to move, hit him another just a grunt. And that may trigger him to make him come in to gun range. So that's my calling technique strategy. Wayne? Yeah, I was say the other, uh, when I was out last night, uh, I finally got a chance to get out last night, and uh, we had that uh, three-and-a-half-year-old that was going right down the uh, my tractor path, and I did the, you know, just to, because I wasn't going to shoot him, he's still too young, but I wanted to check, you know, what he would respond to, and I did a doe bleat, no response, did a fawn bleat, no response, but I hit a um, a young buck grunt, and, man, his ears just perked up, and he locked his legs and then turned and very slowly and looked right at towards my blind area and then stood there for a minute and then just walked off. Um, and then when he came back through the second time, I did an, uh, an older grunt, a deeper grunt on him and he ran the other way. <laughs> so you know, he, he's, he knows his pecking order. And that's another thing to keep in mind is, you know, keep that in mind too. Uh, when you got, you're calling deer, keep that pecking order in mind. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You don't want to overcall or, all too loud, too aggressive. Mm-hmm. They spooked a turkey. You spook a turkey the same way. Right. Uh, but uh, again, uh, just to recap here uh, before we wrap it up here in this show, the things we've talked about this peak rut hunting technique and tactic. And again, Darren, what is your focus? What do you got to say to everybody? What do they need to focus on? Being consistent. And being able to adapt, you, you know, you go in there and plan B or C. Sometimes that buck doesn't That's do exactly nice. what he's supposed to do. Matter of fact, I don't know how many times they ever do what they're supposed to do. But uh, being able to adapt on the fly and over um, pressure, over pressure, going in the right way to your stand, uh, using the wind, keep it in your face, uh, reading the angles of the wind on your setups, Wayne. I'm going to agree 100% with everything you guys just said. And the only thing I want to add before we end the show is, for those of you posting your pictures, 
Um, if you're shooting something in rifle season, please please wear your orange in your picture. Yeah, it's, it's not good to not have your orange on. And and um, if you if you shoot it in rifle season, wear your orange in the and picture. And if you're gonna pick now, you get it back to your yard. That's one thing, right? But if, if you're, you're, still if you're in the, posing if you're in, still the in the woods <laughs> and you're posing without your orange, you're violating the law. You know, right. the other thing I wanted to add there, uh, Alex, and I think it's, it's almost escaped me now. You were talking about things that you want to do. Uh, another is you want to keep the sun at your back, if at all possible. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, we want to wish everybody success. And remember, it's not about shooting the biggest deer, beating somebody else. It's what makes you happy. Uh, we're all about shooting mature deer, but if it's a child or somebody's first deer, we go, that's your right. You know, uh, shoot what you want. Uh, but I do want to say this. If you're someone that's driving and saying, well, I ain't ever going to kill a big buck like that because my neighbor does, I'm going to go ahead and kill it. We're never going to reach a common ground or grow big deer if everybody's shooting little bucks. That's all there is to it. So don't shoot little bucks if you want to kill big bucks. Ask, be patient, wait, wait, wait. And maybe God will bless you with a big mature buck like Mr. Darren Williams with Megatron 236. Thank you all for listening. And remember, share the outdoors with a child. Uh, it's our heritage, you know, our Second Amendment right to own firearms. And remember, it's God's creation. God tells us, take dominion of the foul air, the fish of the sea, and all living and walking creatures. And always remember, when your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. So you never got to worry. What the wind might do, American Roots. Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Do you want to sell your land? Do you want to buy land, hunting land, farmland? Contact Legacy Farm and Land Specialist LLC. Ryan McKinley, tell us about Legacy. Legacy Farm and Land Specialist LLC is based out of Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We service all the state of Missouri. We're opening up an office in Kentucky. Come and see us. There you have it, folks. Legacy Land and Farm Specialist LLC. Buy, sell, auction. Ryan McKinley, 573-683-1449. Eagle Seed presents American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and his friends. And if you're listening to this, that means you're listening to it on your favorite podcast carrier. We appreciate that. Please uh, take a moment right now and uh, click subscribe, join, follow, whatever it says to do on your podcast carrier. This way you get all the uh, uh, updates as soon as we release a new episode each week. Yeah, and and we've we've got Mister Two Thirty Six and Five Eights and Five Eights. If you listen to the <laughs> to the radio portion of uh, today's show and here on the bonus, uh, Darren killed a huge buck. Now, Darren, you mentioned to us earlier that that your record didn't stand very long because another one's being killed bigger than yours. That's correct. Um, the BTR score on my buck was two forty four and some change. And um, it was the number one crossbow kill in the state of Kansas for all of one year. And then here in October, there was a gentleman in Nemaha County, Kansas, that killed one that scored uh, 253 BTR <laughs> with a crossbow. So I'm, I've got the number two spot now. 
Now, how far is that county from where you were? What's that? How far was the county that the new record was killed in from where you're located, uh, where yours was? I don't know exactly the mile, how many miles, but I'm guessing, you know, two hours straight north of me. It was on the Nebraska-Kansas okay. border. Wow. It was in Kansas, but it was near the northern border. Wow. Well, either way you go, both deer are awfully impressive. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, Darren, you're going to be hunting Missouri uh, here for the next few days. We're actually recording this on Wednesday. How, how long are you going to be in state hunting? I'm uh, supposed to be he- here through Sunday, okay. four days. All right, so uh, are, are you are you excited? I mean, I, I know it's the first time, and we covered this a little bit in the radio show, first time that you've hunted in the Missouri Ozarks. So are you pretty excited about it? Yeah, I am. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's an awesome opportunity, and I'm glad Alex let me come down here and uh, – do some hunting with them because it's going to be different for me for sure. This is not Kansas, <laughs> right? And I think you picked a good week too because, um, like, I'm 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 I live right across. If you look out Alex's uh, porch right there, you're seeing my house. But you know, the yep. one thing that we've noticed uh, the last few days is we're seeing bucks that we have no, um, you know, camera p- pictures or any footage of for you know the last couple months so the but the big bucks are cruising other neighborhoods now and they're rolling around people's property so you never know what you might have you know coming in and i think you picked a perfect week to come well time will tell but i think i know i come to the right spot <laughs> i right, so darren do you, i mean do you have uh uh and and surely since you you made this agreement to come here and hunt you've been thinking about it probably non-stop i mean if i was going home with alex i'd be thinking about non-stop what what is your expectation for your hunt in Missouri? <clears throat> Giant deer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, my expectation was to meet Alex and come down here and see his setup and make some friendships and just and have learn. some fun and learn. And learn. Uh, I want to learn more about the video one that he does uh, so I can be a better videographer mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it's just an opportunity uh, to get away from the farm and hunt a different state. I was telling him I love to go different places that I've never been, and this definitely qualifies for that. And, uh, you know, it's uh, you get older in life, and uh, the friendships and the people you meet along the way mean a lot more to me than the big deer that we, we kill. Yeah, when you get to that point, the, the big deer is just a bonus. That's kind of the icing on the cake. Yep. Now, you were talking about uh, this is one of the states you wanted to hunt. I'm assuming now you can check this off your bucket list, but out of curiosity, what else is next on your bucket list there where you'd like to go or, you know, what state you'd say, you know what, that'd be my next one to go to. I've always wanted to do some mule deer hunting. I don't know if I'll get to do that or not, but uh, I've got some good friends of mine in Oklahoma uh, that we might be able to sneak down there and do some deer hunting with one of these days. Um, But you know, my bucket list has gotten a lot shorter since we killed Megatron. I <laughs> uh, got to Buckmasters down there in the summer and meet Jackie Bushman and, and do some things there I never thought, I, I never even dreamed was possible. I mean, I never even one time thought about ever meeting him or meeting Alex or, you know, and being able to kill a big enough deer to, to show somebody that they would want to see it. And uh, having kids come up and want a picture and want an autograph. I mean, to me, that was just, you know, my bucket list is kind of full right now. So uh, <laughs> I just wanted to come out of state. And I've hunted northern Missouri, you know, several years ago quite a bit. And uh, I wanted to come down this way and 
see what it was all about down here, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. Well, I hope you came hungry because Linda Bird's going to, she her cooking, oh, man, it's better than the deer hunting. <laughs> <laughs> We're well, fixing to go taste for a while. Yeah, you're gonna leave a lot. You're gonna leave a lot heavier than you came. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> oh no, it's a good thing with her cooking. You're gonna love it. Well, I, I can tell you also walking up and down these hills. If you're not used to it, you're gonna burn some of that off before you leave. Too. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you will. Oh, these hills. <laughs> something we haven't touched on, Darren, is in. I know we got just a couple of minutes left here in the bonus segment. Are you also a turkey hunter? Yes, sir. Not a not a great one by any stretch of imagination, but we do a lot of turkey hunting at home yeah. okay well you're liable to see a few while you're out deer hunting in missouri yeah i can imagine i'm probably liable to see a few other things around here but uh i've been thoroughly impressed and shot your rifle. yeah shot the rifle okay what are you hunting with not the rifle's fault so <laughs> what, are, what are you gonna hunt with what caliber eight three oh eight with well, the Hornady Ammy. That'll, that'll reach out and touch something. That will reach out and touch something. All right, so, uh, Wayne, anything else? I mean, uh, you know, as Alex said, you know, uh, we're in peak rut right now. Uh, any hunters have maybe been waiting, now it's time to go. I read an interesting article the other day that MDC put out. It said, if you are at all possible, uh, from now till the end of the season, sit all day. If you can, oh yeah, sit all day because these bucks are up and running all times of the day oh i agree 100 with that 100 i i got a a doe that i'm going to try and uh grab here in the next day or two i got a family that reached out to me and asked if they if i'd be interested in helping them out because they're mm-hmm. they, they could use it let's put it right. that way and uh, i said actually i know another family if y'all split the deer that'd be perfect uh so I, I was hoping to get a doe last night i walked to my blind and come around the corner a whole bunch of does already by my blind as I walk up, they went over the, like down into the little dip. And so I, I got in my blind real quick. Neighbor pulls in and they all run over to his place. Oh. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll get them on the way back. All I had running back in front of me, back and forth, was a three and a half year old. I get out, couldn't see no more, unzip my thing, step out 50 yards behind my blind. There <laughs> <laughs> are seven does. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And, and Darren, I know you probably in, in, have experienced the same thing because I know if I recall right from where you were hunting, Megatron, you you have kind of a it was a secluded spot where you were able to get him uh, uh, pinned down at, and you really had no uh, warning that he was even coming. Like it's not like you were getting hundreds of pictures of him, you know, prior to the the day he showed up. Right. And I, I'm sure yeah, that's, that's that's happened to you many times too, right? Yep. Well, Wayne, you're, just, the- Wayne, you're just gonna have to learn to shoot from the hip. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to try out the Hornady Black ammunition for the 308. I got it in 155 grain. I stopped and picked up a couple boxes, and we're going to let that eat here for the next couple of days and see what happens with it. Mm. But um, Well, that'll have some knockdown power. And uh, people only get to see a little snippet here and there, but uh, it's, uh, it's well worth it. And, again, the, the friendships we make is, is what it's all about. Yeah, and it's an Amax bullet also, what oh. we're reading right here, Hornady. But you went top of the line. Yeah, I had Ab- to go top of the line. Absolutely top of the line. Wow. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Well, Darren, thing. good luck to you over the next – and again, we're recording on Wednesday. People will be listening to this on Saturday. And maybe by Saturday, you'll already have your deer in the bag. 
If not, good luck to you. That'd be great. Yeah, Darren, thanks for joining us. And I'll, I'm going to stop by before you leave out here and, and uh, say hey uh, before you leave out on Sunday. Um, since I'm right across the road there, I'll just drive up my golf cart up to your blind and scare all the deer away and <laughs> bring you a cup of coffee or something. But, um, again, thanks a lot for joining us for the show today. And, and uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Again, leave a review. Get drawn for a, a potential prize. we got Christmas coming up. be a good time to, to win a prize, maybe not for yourself, but for your uh, dad, your son, your daughter, your mother. And, uh, Mike, like we say here at American Roots, when your roots run deep and strong, there is no reason to fear the wind. Hey, deer hunters, are you looking for an easy-to-use product to help enhance your food plots and enhance the health of your overall deer herd? You need to check out Soil Pro Outdoors. They are the soil health experts. They've developed a revolutionary and groundbreaking approach to taking food plots to the next level. It's easy to use. can be applied with something as simple as a handheld sprayer. Enhance antler size, the health of your herd, and the health of your soil. Soil Pro Outdoors help produce the highest quality forage possible. All natural approach to improving soil health. Find them on Facebook at Soil Pro Outdoors. Soil Pro Outdoors, the soil health expert. What we do from a whippoorwill to an old house who sitting still till it's time to shoot American roots. Take it to a holler. Take it to a field.